Welcome to the LTD Leadership Lean-In with Sam Bean and me, Richard Murphy. Let's face it, we all want opportunities to grow and be better, but traditional forms of communication, like emails and webinars that keep us chained to our desks, just aren't cutting it. That's why we are here and excited to bring you another episode of the LTD Leadership Lean-In, our podcast all about leadership, change, and personal growth. Our goal? To help you lead like never before, in your hotel and in your home. It's our hope that this resource adds value to you and to your development. Through personal, practical leadership lessons and authentic conversations with LTD's leaders in the field, we will provide content to inspire you to become better. With new episodes dropping on the 1st and 15th of each month in 30 minutes or less, unless we get a little long-winded, we'll offer empowering insights and easy-to-understand takeaways that you can use to lead yourself and lead your team. Along with the new leadership lesson each month, we'll have an opportunity to go deeper with our downloadable leader resource guide. With our guide, you can review key highlights from the episode and lead yourself and your team through easy to implement activities and questions designed to encourage practical discussion and collaboration. Whether you're a GM, manager, or just starting out in your journey with LTD, this podcast is for you. And now, let's lean in and get better together. Well, hi, and welcome back to the LTD Leadership Lean-In, our internal podcast all about leadership, change, and personal growth, where our goal is to help you lead like never before in your hotel and in your home. I'm Sam, your host and vice president of sales here at LTD. And I'm Richard Murphy, our corporate director of training and development. So we are incredibly honored that you have chosen to join us uh, today. And if you're new with us here, we actually release a brand new leadership teaching on the first day of every single month. And I know a lot of you go through this with your team, which I think is tremendous because when the leader gets better, everyone gets better. Yeah, we really appreciate everybody who watches these, but those who actually take these learnings back to their team, shares it with them, whether they're showing the actual videos or just what they learned from these videos with their team to help everybody get better. We really appreciate all you guys do. Yeah. And of course, we have the downloadable resource guide, which is available in the link below, in the show notes below. And we would love to hear from you. So we really want to encourage you to send us any questions that you might have. And I think I think that we are going to start a new segment with these questions that you're sending us. Uh, Called questions and answers. That's a creative name, questions and answers. So please uh, send us your questions. We really want an opportunity to hear from you directly and to take some time to uh, relay any sort of insight that we might have or answer any questions here on the podcast. So please Send us, um, I think it's ltdleanin, correct? At gmail.com. ltdleanin at gmail.com. We'll make sure we put it in the show notes below so that you can find us, but email your questions there. But also if you have any feedback for us, we would love to hear from you. So ltdleanin at gmail.com and you can reach us um, right from there. So yeah, we really appreciate the questions. It helps us uh, generate content and gives us um stuff that we don't have to write ourselves because y'all do it for us thank you yeah it makes our jobs a lot easier so okay so 
if you guys did enjoy the interview with James last week, mm-hmm. maybe you're thinking, hmm, that seems like a fun part to be of it. I want to be on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you know somebody who would be a great interviewee. Now, the, this episode and next episode is all about giving and receiving feedback. Did we already talk about this? Did I r- ruin something? No, I it's think all... you might have just, I think, yes, I think you've ruined the surprise. All right. But that's okay. Well, so after watching this episode, if you or somebody you know you think would be a great uh, interviewee or somebody who would like to join the podcast, please let us know or send them your way because we're always looking for people to be excited to join us. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. And I want to start off with a question. Oh, what's the question? What is the shortest word in the English language that has the letter A? B, C, D, E, and F. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good at riddles. <laughs> so you tell me. The answer is, is that right? Feedback? Feedback? Yes. Oh, how shocking. <laughs> how do I know this? How do you know this, Richard? I don't know. I assume it's true. Uh, Sam told me about that before, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I even told the joke right or the riddle right. So. I think you did a perfect job. Thank you. You did well, that, a good job. <laughs> well, that's what we want to talk about in this episode. The very important and valuable and essential tool of feedback. Yeah. Team, if we get this right, feedback can help change our personal growth and the growth of our organization. In fact, it is so important, surprise, we're going to break this out over two episodes, focusing on receiving and then receiving this episode and then next episode, how to give feedback. Okay, so just to clarify, this week, what we're learning about today is receiving feedback, how to receive feedback well, and then next time we're going to talk about how to deliver feedback or how to give feedback. Absolutely. Because as we'll establish, we need to start with being able to receive feedback before we can even give it ourselves. Okay, good. All right, well, let's go ahead. We're going to dive right in. So feedback is actually all of the information that's available to you about you. It's actually how we learn about ourselves and the impact that we're having on other people um, in the world around us. So feedback can be either formal or informal. It can be spoken or unspoken. So yes, your performance review, everybody's favorite, right? That is feedback. But it's also, I don't know, the way your daughter's eyes light up when she sees you in the audience of her recital. That's feedback. And it's those little parenting tips, right, from your in-laws. That's also feedback. And it's the pain in my left foot right now, right? That's feedback. It's an old running injury, and it's telling me that perhaps I shouldn't have worn those high heels that I wore yesterday, but again, that is also feedback. So I want to start with a bit of an illustration, so I think this will help us understand why feedback is so important. So Thomas Gotez, um, he's an author, he wrote an article in Wired Magazine about this big problem in Garden Grove, California. So years ago, they were having a lot of trouble with motorists, and they were speeding in school zones, and they couldn't figure out what to do about this issue. And it was really becoming an extremely dangerous situation uh, for students, right? So the community, they tried everything. They tried new signs, they tried flashing lights, they tried ticketing, basically everything they could to stop 
the speeding motorists. And I guess someone had this idea around 2003 or so. It's now a pretty common practice, I think, today. Um, but evidently, this was the first time, um, or at least the first time that it was written about. But basically, they put up a speed display, right? A display that shows the drivers how fast they were traveling. So in other words, if you were driving, say, 35 in a 25, it would tell you right, that you were driving 35 right as you would drive by. We're all familiar with what, what this looks like now. And essentially what they were doing is they were providing the motorist feedback in real time. So now what's interesting about this and the reason why we're talking about this um, story is that all of the drivers, they already had a speedometer, okay? So they knew how fast they were driving. They could self-monitor, but um right I said like so everyone could self-monitor but when they were receiving feedback from an outside source in real time their behavior changed dramatically so not only did the speeding drop significantly but in three of the school zones apparently it actually averaged well below the speed limit so the question is is what happened what happened Feedback, the immediate feedback of the speed display actually improved or solved much of the problem. Yeah, I think in this example, we're we're learning something or showing that we've had additional feedback that's telling us stuff we already know. Right. Like you said, we already have our speedometer that tells us how fast we're going. Mm -hmm. We get that feedback all the time. We probably even know we're speeding. Um, but that speedometer that's supposed to be our primary indicator, we've learned to ignore because we've heard that feedback all the time and it's become stale with us. But even receiving that same thing in another medium has now triggered us to pay attention to it again. And we receive that in our work lives. Your supervisor is constantly telling you that it's important for you to show up to work. Right. Show up to work on time, I mean. Yes, obviously. But show up to work on time. Five yeah. minutes makes a big difference. But then my colleague says to me one day, hey, you know, you're only five minutes late, but every time you do that, it makes us all wait. Mm -hmm. And it gets kind of annoying sometimes. Right. Same feedback, but a different audience making me redo it. Uh, as a parent, you can tell your kid the same thing every day, you know, as far as you got to do this, you got to do that. But as soon as they receive that feedback from a teacher or a friend or even grandma, it has a big difference because it's a different voice giving that same information. Right. So without a doubt, right, the most important tool that we have to develop um, in our organization is really a consistent culture of feedback. That's really what we're trying to achieve here, a consistent culture of feedback. And I like what Ken Blanchard said. He said, feedback is the breakfast of champions. And I like champions. So here's what we say. Without honest and timely feedback, your personal and our organizational growth will always be limited, right? So let me say that again. Without honest and timely feedback, your personal and our organizational growth will always be limited. Yeah, we really have to open ourselves up to the feedback because as established, we get it all the time. People are verbally, non-verbally, written, formally, informally. Feedback is always there. So we need to open ourselves up for it if we truly want to be better. I think just like ignoring that speedometer, we ignore what we already know is opportunity to improve or we ignore what we're constantly hearing right 
Yeah. So these are the conversations, these feedback conversations that really influence employee engagement. They really enable or disable cross-functional collaboration, right? I mean, these are the conversations that enable leaders to get the best out of their people. And by the way, people to get the best out of their leaders. Yeah. Feed, feedback is a two-way street. So it's not always us coaching or counseling those who work or, or look up to us, but right. we need to be able to also give that feedback to our supervisors. Right. And the best way to do that is to encourage it, um, you know, to actually respect once you receive it. Because as soon as you shut down, shut down that avenue to receive it, it's no longer going to be there. I mean, I think very, very often our new leaders will be hearing great ideas from those that they lead. And because they've tried it before, we'll immediately shut that down with the uh, we've tried that. It, yeah. it, it doesn't work. Ah, yeah. That's a good idea. I had the same thing though. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And while that may seem helpful or speaking from experience, we immediately shut down that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously when you do that, oftentimes people will be less and less um, likely to give you feedback. If mm -hmm. you, if you do not acknowledge it, we don't always have to take it. We don't always have to do what people um, suggest, but we certainly should acknowledge it and respect, right, when people are doing that. So what's interesting is that most people don't know how to give helpful feedback. That's just the reality of it. What's equally challenging, though, is that many people, they don't know how to receive it either, okay? We receive feedback every day, every day. All of our lives, we have been, we've been graded, We've been ranked, rated, scored, chosen, accepted, rejected, invited. We've been left out. All of those are feedback, right? Yeah. You take a test. The feedback is your score. Right. You ask somebody out on a date. The feedback is <laughs> yes or no. Yes or no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not so important about the making sure that you receive the feedback but you also have to be able to handle that feedback right. use it to improve yourself use it to accept other people's opinions use it to both allow you and your team to be better and grow right so um not shocking i'm gonna recommend a book right right okay so i'm gonna recommend a book this book um, really will help you dive deep into this subject. It's actually called Thanks for the Feedback. Thanks for the Feedback. It's by Sheila Heen and Douglas Stone. And it really helps shape a lot of the content for this teaching. And it can be a very, very helpful book. So I just want to encourage you, if you want to learn more about what we've kind of just, we briefly overview today, I want to encourage you to, to seek out some additional knowledge through that book. It's called Thank You for the Feedback. And we'll We'll reference that in the show notes. So, um, but ultimately the problem with receiving feedback is oftentimes it meets the juncture of two human needs. And this is what Sheila Heen and Douglas Stone speak about a lot. So it's the juncture of these two human needs. On one hand, on one hand, we want to learn and we want to grow. And one of the biggest, most exciting things, right? is learning and leaning in, right? That's why we, we participate in something like the Leadership Lean In po podcast, right? So um, new insights, new ideas, new ways uh, to approach old problems, that can be exhilarating, 
that can be joyful um, and this drive and this thirst for learning and mastery and getting better means that feedback on one hand should be joyful. Those mentorship conversations, um, they can be exciting because they mean that we get the opportunity, we get to learn and we get to grow. Yeah. And while we want to grow and we want to get better, we also want to be respected and loved the way we are now. Yeah. And the very, the very idea or fact of feedback shows that we have opportunity for improvement, that maybe those that we surround ourselves with still think that we can be better. Yeah. Um, and this helps me understand why I feel conflicted about feedback. I say that I want to be better. Mm -hmm. I say that I want to grow, but at the same time, you know, whether it's my wife or my boss or, you know, a stranger giving me feedback, it's something that I can be better. It still stings a little bit the, yes. despite the audience because I love being praised, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I want to grow. So I have to find a way to accept that feedback. And, you know, people think that the important things that they've learned so far come out of those painful experiences, right? Yeah. Anything that doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Yes. But yeah, I think it is. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to give her credit for inventing the expression, but yes. Um, but yeah, so we have to be able to put ourselves in painful situations, right? Because yes. um, those are what allow us to get better. And if we can make something out of that, then we will be able to grow. Yeah. Um, painful feedback. I think about it like from exercise perspective. Yeah. You know, I um, did a competition this weekend and I definitely was receiving some feedback from my body that I maybe am not as fit as I once was. And yeah. so that was that was some very real uncomfortable feedback <laughs> that I received in the in the moment. Right. But putting myself in that uncomfortable situation was good for me because now I know what I need to work on if I if I do desire to grow in that area. Yeah, or to continue the metaphor of working out, I think about how as somebody who infrequently exercises, yeah. after I do, like that next day where I'm sore, I mean, yeah. I'm literally in pain, but I'm proud of that pain. Mm -hmm. It feels good that my muscles ache versus, you know, if I just woke up on a Tuesday and like, Ugh, I feel like crap. Yeah. In this case, I feel good about the pain. So can I make that same connection to feedback where I'm feeling the pain, but knowing that that's me getting better? Yeah. I love that. I love that. I, just came up with that. I know you did. <laughs> very very good. I'm yeah. super impressed. <laughs> Look at us ad-libbing guys. Um, so what do we need to learn? Well, let me start by suggesting, right, that although we throw this around, this word around, this feedback word, there are actually three different kinds of feedback with very different purposes. And we actually, as, as individuals, we need all three to learn and to grow. So an easy way to remember them is ACE, okay? So whenever we're thinking about this, we can use the word ACE, A-C-E, appreciation. Are we writing this down in your... Here sure, no. doesn't work. Oh, Got no. it. Ace. Yes. A C E. Appreciation. Uh huh. Coaching. Coaching. And evaluation. Evaluation. Yep. yep. So appreciation. Appreciation says, I see you. I see you. I get you. Appreciation keeps us motivated, it builds relationships, it encourages people. Appreciation might seem like 
a lot of people might not even see appreciation as a form of feedback, but no relationship, whether personal or professional, can stay healthy without enough appreciation. Yeah, I, I, I think as leaders, we often don't show enough appreciation based off of the fact that most of our jobs require us to find and improve what's deficient, right? Mm. If you're a housekeeping inspector, you go into the room and you see what's wrong. As a front desk leader, you go in and you check over your your associates' works and you find what they've done wrong. And we don't see what was done right because it's not there. It's not as prevalent. So we do need to focus and make sure we take the time to just appreciate not even the over the top work but even just the meeting the expectation work is being done on a regular basis is often forgotten yeah absolutely um so that's appreciation so the a and ace right so next is coaching coaching is really anything that helps you get better at something to grow your skills to grow your knowledge your efficiency or i don't know your effectiveness So really anything that's aimed to help you learn and to grow. Yeah, I mean, obviously an example of coaching would be a coach, right? And that's purely what they're there for. They make the team get better or, you know, whether it's a life coach to get your life together, they're focusing on what you can improve. Right. A mentor who you can go to for advice is coaching you through any of this stuff. Uh, Anybody in those moments where they're pulling you through that is getting you to giving you the energy, giving you what you need to then be able to learn and get better. Perfect. Yeah. And then last but not least, we have evaluation. Not everybody's favorite part of um, feedback, but nonetheless, a critical component. So evaluation oftentimes rates or ranks you against a set of criteria or against your peers, right? So it tells you how you're doing where you stand and what to expect. So circling back to my previous example of a competition that I did this weekend, feedback was telling me from my body that I maybe wasn't as fit as I once was. And um, certainly my ranking also affirmed that I am not as fit as I once was. But nonetheless, the evaluation component was a critical component um, because it it tells me um, where I stand amongst my peers. It's just a data point. And it's telling me where I have opportunities to grow and gives me a benchmark, right? If I want to do this again, of where I might have some opportunity to um, to progress. So, yeah, examples of evaluations that we all experience. Obviously, that performance review that comes annually, semi-annual. You know, you have each line of meeting expectation, falling below expectation, exceeding right. expectation the race that you run, Mm -hmm. uh, your time is your expectation or the score at the end of a game is telling you the evaluation there. Um, Your cholesterol numbers (laughs) or blood pressure levels is an evaluation of your health in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, In our personal lives, when that dreaded question, so where's this relationship going pops up, Mm -hmm. triggers the evaluation to actually have that conversation that, that, looks over and evaluates everything in your relationship yeah people want to know where they stand right yeah exactly and need that evaluation yeah so coaching actually helps us to get better and evaluation tells us where we stand as an individual um in any capacity so richard just a, a quick question on this on this topic so maybe on your team or in a relationship that you have how much of each of these 
um, types of feedback. So ACE of the appreciation, the coaching or the evaluation, how much of each of these do you think that you're getting and what, what would, what would you like more of? I mean, it's, it's always nice to have more appreciation, right? Because appreciation is nice. It makes you feel good. Yes. Um, and, but appreciation without any other components of it just is eating sugar all the time, you know, at a certain point, it does, you no value and you don't enjoy it anymore. Sure. And you know, I think like, well, coaching makes me better. Evaluating shows where I'm at, but coaching without evaluation just seems like somebody's picking on me, right? Huh. Evaluation is just giving me a score without letting me grow to get better without the coaching. Yeah. And if, if I'm just focusing on coaching and evaluation and don't have the appreciation involved in it, then it does just seem like somebody's constantly poking at me, t- making me feel bad about myself, and I don't get to celebrate the successes. So, I mean, it's probably a, a self-serving question answer that you're looking for, but I yeah. think you need all three, yeah. and which is why you need that ACE triangle yeah. of all three points to successfully work. I don't Good think it's more, or a tripod or... I don't know. Um, but it's, you know, it's a three-legged stool, right? And if you there remove you any leg, it's going to fall over. It can't stand on its own. So we need a balanced approach. Yes. Yeah, that's that's great. So let's talk about some factors that matter when receiving feedback. Because again, remember, our discussion today is really all about how can we learn to receive feedback better and make better use of the feedback. So most of us, we want to know when we're doing something right, right? But a lot of us, like you were mentioning earlier, Richard, right? We fear when we're hearing what we're not doing right or what we might not um, be doing well. And oftentimes the reason is because we don't understand the value of the feedback. So are you going to give us the factors? I I can do that. Thank you. Okay. So the factors that we want to consider, right? Number one, we need to reframe how we think about feedback. So we need to change our mindset around feedback. We don't dread feedback. We crave feedback. Okay. Feedback helps us grow. Feedback can't be something that we endure. It really needs to be something that we embrace. I'm not dreading feedback. I'm looking forward to it. I don't tolerate it. I need it. You want it because you see the value in it. So number one, the number one, number one factor in how to best receive feedback or learn to receive feedback is to really change your mindset around feedback from where we we're dreading it to a place where we're craving it and we're embracing it. And that comes from understanding the value in feedback. Yeah, I think about um, a room attendant who truly wants the GM to come in and inspect their room, you know, or because they're they're, great point. Because if you're proud of your work, (laughs) then you want the evaluate, you want that evaluation, right? Sure. I remember, I mean, honestly, even relatively recently, when it's time for those evaluations, even if they're relatively good, Mm -hmm. I'm just scrolling to that point where somebody's given me that lower rating, you know, that three instead of a four or whatever right. that I'm jumping to and immediately ignoring even all the positive feedback. But 
I need to hear all of it, pay attention and truly accept the fact that this is my opportunity to be better. This is what I can focus on to grow and be that room attendant that's excited to get the information of how we can grow so that when I show that improvement, I can be better. Yeah, that's great. That's an awesome example. Thanks. So the second factor is we want to separate the do from the who. We're going back to the do the do. do, the do. do, the do. Listen, I like to throw in like a Dr. Seuss sort of uh, rhyme every every so often. Sponsored by Dr. Seuss and Mountain Dew. Maybe. Separate the do from the who, guys. So one reason that we don't like feedback is that uh, that tells us right how to improve is that it's oftentimes it can feel like a critique of who we are. It can feel like a critique of who we are. And that's really not the case when it comes to good feedback. Good feedback is about performance and actions. It's not about identity. And so when you find yourself getting defensive, right, you're likely hitting a bit of a trigger. And the more that you push back, the more we might need to lean in, right? And listen instead. And get better to, uh, too early. Too so, early. We're not ready to wrap it yet. <laughs> yeah. So if, if, if somebody is telling me my performance isn't strong, I need to separate the fact that you're not saying, Richard, you're bad at your job. Right. You're saying, Richard, this aspect can grow and get better. Right. That I need to focus on the do of what it is that that particular task that I can improve on or that particular attribute of my job that can grow, that's a task. That's not me. That's a product of what I do, not who I am. Right. Because if it was who I am, it wouldn't be improvable. But but if I focus on those tasks and know that, that this is what I can do and then grow and be better, this is not just who I am. Right. Separate the do from the who. Right. So what what I try to do um, is I try to remember that as I'm receiving feedback that I'm not fixed. Okay. And uh, in fact, I'm going to give another book recommendation. Are you surprised? No. Okay. (laughs) So some of you may have read this book or heard of it or maybe seen the TED talk. Maybe that's a more palatable approach, the TED Talk. Um, Her name is Carolyn Dweck, and she wrote the book Mindset. And in that book, she she talks about how we shouldn't have a fixed mindset and that instead we want to have a growth mindset. So if you're giving me feedback about my performance, I have the ability to change my performance because I'm not fixed, because I have the ability to grow, I see this as an opportunity, as an opportunity to grow because I have that growth mindset. So your feedback becomes valuable because it's giving me objective insight to my performance and it's actually helping me get better, which ultimately I want to do. The vision of this organization is the constant pursuit to be better. That means that we have a growth mindset and that we're operating under the assumption that we have the ability to improve. And my job in receiving feedback is to stay open-minded with that, you know, keeping that in mind. Yeah, that moment that you feel most uncomfortable during the feedback process is your opportunity to grow. Um, uh, it's it's easier said than done. I mean, it still brings up a feeling of hurt, 
or anger or any of those feelings that we could perceive as being negative feelings during that process because it's telling you that you still have opportunity and it's really training your brain and training you know your essence to believe that that's not a bad thing like we all want to get better i think that yeah. we all look at anything we make an effort on if we're not seeing growth then we're disappointed in ourselves right sure. anything you do anything you're passionate about if you're not getting better then you're disappointing yourself. Yeah. And how do you get better if you're not willing to look at where your opportunities are to get better? And really any feedback you're getting that tells you that gets you to focus in on that. And if you focus in on being wrong or not fair or negative, that you'll never be able to grow. But if we focus on those attributes, that's where we can grow and focus on growing in those areas the most. Yeah. Um, I think about the the thought of react versus respond Mm -hmm. i think oftentimes our initial um initially we will react to Mm -hmm. feedback versus respond there is a difference one is obviously reactionary response is more intentional more thought out and like you said it's it's takes time to train your brain to respond to feedback to digest the information and, and um, really allow yourself to think on, okay, if I'm, if I'm being open-minded about this, what can I pull from this uh, feedback that I'm getting that I can actually use to grow and be better versus the initial instinct to react and just say, I disagree, or they don't know me, or they don't know what I've been through, or they don't understand my job. You know, that's a, that's a reaction. And some of that may be true, but you know, but a mature response would be to digest that information and pull out, hey, what are, what are some of the things that I can pull from this that, that actually may be true and that I can use to, to help myself grow? Yeah. So we don't dread feedback, right? We crave feedback, Yes. obviously, uh-huh. right? And we are going to be separating the do from the who. So feedback, in my opinion, feedback is common, but helpful feedback is rare. So, I mean, I, don't, I think it's really on my point of view that all feedback could be helpful. Like I can't, I can't think of an example that, that feedback would be unhelpful. Like, like, can you give me an example of feedback that you would say is unhelpful? Um, Richard, you're not a good leader. All right. Um, Okay. So while that feedback itself is not doing anything to grow, it gives me something to focus on, right? So maybe, yes, that feedback in itself doesn't really give me anything to go on except for to focus, well, I need to be a better leader. So really, I need to, yeah, I I need to get more out of you. So my response to that would be, appreciate the feedback. Feedback is a gift. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. But I would say, I would say, well, thank you for bringing that to my attention because it's not easy to always give feedback, especially, you know, in any case, if sure. somebody spites you on it. But then I would say, well, can you give me some examples of things that I can focus on or give me an example of where I failed as a leader so I can look at that because it is important for me to improve that. Um, yeah. You know, we were referencing the, uh, you know, asking somebody out on a date, right? The yeah. feedback there could be the negative. Um, uh, no, 
or you're ugly. But, but if the feedback was you're ugly, I'm not going to date you, then therefore I could say, at least you know why. I appreciate, well, I appreciate the feedback. What are some things I could do about my appearance that would make me more palatable to somebody like you? So what you're saying is we ask clarifying questions. I mean, yes, that's okay. exactly what I intended. Okay. By that. So, so I think we're ultimately what we're trying to get at here is that um, feedback is common. Helpful feedback is rare. How you make feedback helpful, mm -hmm. right, is to ask clarifying questions. So this question like, hey, do you have any feedback for me? That's a terrible question to start with because general questions rarely lead to specific answers. And when we're receiving feedback, um, helpful feedback, you're going to want specific answers uh, so that you can actually action against whatever that feedback might be. So if you were to hear something that you maybe didn't like, right, and in some feedback, when that happens, you don't get defensive, right? If we're talking about the response versus react, don't get defensive. Instead, we want to train ourselves to say things like, tell me more. Tell me more. Help me understand. And don't just wait for the feedback, right? Mm -hmm. Seek it out. It will make you better. And it will show, um, it'll show that you value those around you and you value their insights. And it certainly will um, help better prepare you to receive it if you're the one initiating the ask. But the important thing is, is when you are initiating the ask of feedback, so when you're approaching, say, your leader, um, instead of approaching your leader and saying, do you have any feedback for me? Ask specific questions mm -hmm. around um, the areas of, of feedback that you're interested in. Yeah, and so if I've already received this feedback, or maybe I failed in a very specific question, or I asked a specific question that maybe could have been more specific. Mm -hmm. And for the example of, you know, Sam, how, how do I become a better manager? And you say, I'm, you're not a good leader. Well, I asked a, a bland question. I got mm -hmm. a bland answer. So then instead of being like, you don't know what you're talking about, I'm a great leader because maybe what she said in such a bland statement may be incorrect, right? Right. But what she's trying to say is I noticed that when you are leading the team that you don't give opportunity for people to, to express how this is going. Mm -hmm. And I could follow that up with by then saying, tell me more about this. I want to understand um, specifically what are some things that I can do to be a better leader? Yeah, I think that that's the key. What can we action against? That's what makes feedback helpful. When we actually have something tangible from the feedback to work on to help us improve. If it's overly general, then you're just sort of sitting there going, okay, you're, you're telling me I'm not a good leader, but I don't, I don't know what that means. What about my leadership style is not good. I, mm -hmm. It's, it's, it, that's not super helpful. Um, and that's not going to really help you grow. But when that happens, if you were to receive feedback that way, the encouragement here is to, again, ask those clarifying questions and just get more information that you can actually action against. So, um, the other really important thing that we want to think about is trying to seek, like we were talking about, seek seek out feedback before game day. So when I say game day, like let's think about um, 
before, if you're a general manager and you have to do business review meetings, instead of coming in, doing the review meeting, and then after the meeting saying, okay, um, Scott, Richard, do you have any feedback for me? Instead, maybe before game day, you actually seek out feedback in advance, or maybe before QA, you know QA is coming. Right. So seek out the feedback that you might have around your specific position or your area of influence and say, um, what specific things from a feedback perspective can help me improve in this area? So seeking it out in advance is always the best way instead of waiting for someone to deliver it to you after the fact. Yeah, obviously getting it better earlier is better. Mm -hmm. um, seeking it out in general is great. I mean, even in this example of the business review, they seeked it out after it, but they could have prepared themselves. Right. But I think just seeking out the feedback in general is it's easier to receive. If I asked you to tell me some things that I can improve upon myself, I've already just psychologically prepared my body to receive this feedback Good point. as opposed to just getting it out of nowhere, as opposed to getting that dreaded, Hey, come see me in the, my office oh, and yeah. where I know I'm going to receive it. That if I just said, Hey, Sam, can I meet with you later on today? I really want to discuss um, how I can improve. And I'm ready. I'm, you know, kind of just ready to take the punch. Yeah. It's no longer no. a punch. Now That's it's actually, actually making me feel better. About yeah. it. It's funny. You have a physical reaction. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're, I mean, you're literally showing, I mean, you're, you're really preparing your, your physical being to receive that because it is a physical thing. I mean, you really do have to prepare your mind and your physical body to receive it and seeking it out. Like you said, in advance will help you do that. It will not only help you perform better on game day, mm -hmm. but it will also help you um, be in a better position to respond and not react and to really digest the information. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it could also give the deliverer of the feedback more time to prepare a better, more comprehensive um, response versus some of those general feedback responses that we get sometimes. So um, all in all, I think that sort of seeking it out is is super important. Yeah, I, I really didn't even think about that till just now. Obviously, we want the feedback to get better or we want to do it but then the added bonus of when you seek it out it is just naturally easier to take and that yeah. takes it up no matter what that you know annual evaluation is coming so i can't i can't seek that out ahead of time right. but if this is all stuff that i know that i'm working on and that i've talked to my supervisor about it then when it's time for that evaluation coming we'll be like yeah we're they it may even be noted that that is already a work in progress yeah yeah. Or if it's, you know, seeking out the feedback from those who I'm working with, that they're telling me you need to get better so that when it's time to be evaluated, you're prepared all around for it. Yeah. Um, I know that I can point to uh, several times, I think, in my leadership journey throughout my career um, where feedback has basically totally changed the way my leaders where the way I've approached leadership in general, um, I can, I can think of a very specific example where, uh, years ago we had a 360 degree review. I'm not sure. Do you know what? So 360 review is where you receive feedback from three areas of the organization, from people that you, um, that you lead people, who are in your peer group and then also the people that lead you. And so it's a really, and it's all anonymous. 
Um, but it's a great opportunity to receive feedback on, on yourself because it is anonymous and it's coming from multiple different audiences. And in this 360 review, it was noted um, that people, there was a perception of a lack of humility. And I was young and I was hungry and I was competitive. I had no idea that that was people's perception of me or that that was how I was coming across as a leader that I lacked humility. But because I was that review um, of my, that assessment of me really gave me an opportunity to reflect on myself and think through. And the great thing about that review was they gave specific, um, really gave, um, hurts the heart a little bit, gave specific examples of behaviors that I had or certain things um, in my nature that made them feel like I lacked humility in my leadership. So I had a lot to go on. And it really helped me in the long term from a self-reflection standpoint and gave me specific things that I could be working on so that I could grow in that area so that I could connect better with the people that I loved and that I was trying to lead and pour into so that they would receive um, coaching and appreciation and evaluation better from me if I could modify some of these behaviors that I, I hadn't, it was a, it was a blind spot. Again, I just thought that I was competitive and hungry. I'm in sales and I didn't realize that that was people's perception of me. And so I'm so thankful that I had that opportunity to get that feedback early, really early on in my career, because had I not received that, who knows if I would have had the same growth trajectory or the ability to serve in a position that I'm in now and serve these, um, you know, serve in the manner that I am, I'm not sure that I would have had that opportunity had I not changed some of the behaviors that I had earlier on in my career. So that, I mean, that's a, a very honest um, assessment. And I, I'm in, like I said, in the beginning it hurt, but I was in the end, I'm very thankful. Yeah. That, I, that I had that. Yeah, and I think for you, even if maybe at your point in your career, you didn't need to work on that for the direction you were going in, obviously knowing that humility is something that you can work on has definitely altered where you're at right now and it's sure. a very yeah. big part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, I mean, a somewhat similar story was I was, you know, thinking I'm a great leader. Um, <laughs> I that, mean- we're in the we teach the leadership leading um, but yeah the not too long ago experience of you know I always thought if I explain why to everybody like so often we just tell people the what they need to do that if I explain the why everybody's going to fall in line sure and um in this specific example I had uh, I never liked anybody behind the front desk who didn't know how to check in a guest, whether they were waiting for a key or waiting for an answer from the front desk. I said, you can't be back there because if a guest is waiting, they think that you're ignoring them. You can't be there. Seems like a pretty easy thing to get my mind wrapped around, right? Sure. And then I would have an associate who kept just hanging out behind the front desk. And I would tell them, hey, can't be behind the front desk. Only a lot about the front desk. You know how to check in a guest because this is my reason. And I explained the reason. And then they showed up behind the desk and, hey, remember, you know, da, 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 da. after the third time, I just got so aggravated that I said, 
you need to leave now. I don't know how I can else explain it. I got aggravated at that point. And another associate who witnessed this came up to me and said, I really hurt this person's feelings. They were scared of me at that point. They had never seen me snap. Right. My immediate reaction is, you know, good. Like they need to get this through and the, the kind approach wasn't working. Well, I never, I'm so adamant about the why you know, when I'm teaching that I didn't ever look into the why of when they're not following my direction. Mm -hmm. And so it was after meeting with that associate and asking them, you know, why are you up there all the time? Why, why are you going up there? Is there something and explain like she was trying to learn? She was trying to learn that. And the opportunity had never been presented or was teach. How could I ever check somebody in if I've never taught and never had the opportunity to learn? And uh, this associate wanted to gain that. And I never, so it altered me in the fact that I need to be asking the why question as much as I'm teaching the why answer mm. to people. Yeah. That's some immediate feedback. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that there are so many examples of that. I think we can all um, probably reflect and think on several examples. And we just know, right, that helpful and honest feedback uh, really can be the difference between us being a good leader and us becoming a great leader. Yeah. So I think we're ready to wrap it up. Oh, yeah. Right. So maybe let's just review a couple of things. Okay. So these questions are in the downloadable leader guide. So if you are going to write them down or don't have the chance to write, write them down right now, um, go ahead and download that later. But the first question I want to ask is on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, how strong is your team at giving and receiving feedback? What could you do specifically to improve your feedback culture at your property? Number two, in what area of your leadership could you use helpful feedback? Who are three people you could enlist to help develop you to improve? So this isn't just a simple question. Think first at who are three people who would provide you good, honest feedback, not just those who would lift you up, right. but those who would actually be able to give you the feedback that you would listen to and do something with. Yeah. And then what are three specific questions you could ask them to help you grow? That's question number three there. Yeah. Um, what are three questions you could ask these three people that you enlisted to help you grow? Mm -hmm. um, number four, is there an area your leadership of your leadership that you could get feedback in before game time? Things that you know that you already want to work on that are that there's a period of time coming up that you want to get this correct before and what are you going to do about it once you get that feedback to be better yeah and then finally what is the number one skill you're currently developing based on recent feedback if you can't answer this question if you don't know what you are working on based off of recent feedback then you know you got work to do yeah, that means we need to be seeking feedback immediately. So we should always be working on something, um, obviously, in our pursuit to grow. So seeking that out immediately is critical. So like we said, all of that information is in the downloadable leader resource guide. You can find the link to that guide in the show notes below. And again, in the next episode, we are going to talk about how do we deliver helpful feedback. So like we said, this, this episode was all about how do we receive feedback? Um, because 
it doesn't matter how great the delivery is, if the person's not prepared to receive the feedback, it's pretty useless. The whole, right. the whole um, exercise is useless. So now that we know how to receive feedback, um, next we're going to talk about how to deliver helpful feedback. So. Well, that's exciting. Yes. That's the other part of what it. What else is exciting? What else is exciting for is if y'all remember, those who commented on the YouTube video have an opportunity to win a special prize. Oh. Can we talk about what the special prize is first? I think we should uh, definitely talk about what the special prize is. So we've been working on some merch. Yes. Yeah. Some LTD Leadership Lean-In merch. Yeah. Not just it's not just regular merch, it's super cool merch. So we're looking at what mugs and t-shirts, t-shirts, all the cool things. If you have ideas or if you have some feedback for us okay. on the types of merch or what you think we should put on the merch, let us know. But obviously, no podcast is complete without some merch. So we're working on that. So that is the prize. So very exciting. You'll get the first edition, mm -hmm. the first run of a LTD leadership lean-in mug not has, this mug no i mean this is a cool mug too but when this one comes out you'll get the first yes before any of your friends yes and inside of that will be a starbucks gift card i think the Obviously. mug's enough do you really need to get i it? think we you can't give a mug without coffee all right so without further, further ado <laughs> Yes. Do we intend to do that together? All right, I'm still here. He's still um, here. All right. So I'm going to refresh our most recent episode, the interview with James. And we're going to go through all of these comments. Oh, I don't want to actually play you, though. But we're going to go through all these actual comments. And let's see, of the 72 views, we have four comments so you guys we need you to comment comment like subscribe it's all right you, you got to play the lottery to win so yeah. rob scott stephanie and vd we appreciate your comments i'm gonna try to make this so robert scott doesn't win and we got stephanie or vd but it's totally <laughs> random it's totally all right you can't you can't see my face right now but i totally got my eyes closed to figure out where this is gonna end so so let's Am I even on the page still? <laughs> all right. All right. So, all right. All right. Where did I end up? Am I? On? Oh, wait. No, let me do this again. That was a misfire. That was a misfire. So let's try this again. Let's try this again. And you know what? Can we just get VD and Stephanie both of my both deserve them. All right. Mind. So we'll figure out a better way to do that in the future. But thank you, VD and Stephanie, for commenting. You yes. guys both win a mug. All right. Yeah. We need like a, we need yeah. a More to come. More to come. All right. So I think that's it. We, we, uh, we referenced the next episode, gave yep. a little teaser on it. Yeah. Um, we wrapped it up. We went through our main, uh, we got to do our tagline. Yes. We can't close it out. Start me up. All right. Ready? Yes. Let's lean in and get, get better together. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you and have a great day.